Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Valley Lights Church. Uh, my name is Barry, uh, like Mitchell said. Uh, if you weren't here last week, I kind of gave a little bit of an intro, an intro uh, but Pastor Bruce and his family are taking a very much needed vacation uh, on the East Coast where he's from in New York. Uh, they were in New England and now they're getting to spend some time with family. So we are deeply thankful uh, to him for his leadership and the ridiculously hard work he's put in. So we are glad to see he's taking a break. Um, so I'll be filling in while he's, uh, he's gone. Uh, my wife and I, like Mitchell and Marie, uh, moved out here to be part of the launch team. So uh, it's exciting, again, looking back on two years of working together. And uh, so I'll be sharing with you today uh, my job. I am a salesperson for a security company. So like many of you, I'll be going to work tomorrow. I know some of you have off. You're very lucky. We're very thankful for that. Um, <clears throat> and happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, we're grateful for, again, your hard work in leading your families in serving. Um, deeply, deeply thankful. I'm deeply thankful for my dad. Uh, my father-in-law is actually here today. I take the opportunity to say thank you for your investment in my wife. She is much better for it. I'm very thankful. Um, I wanted to start with a story of something that happened five years ago. And have you ever uh, seen something that your eyes could not believe what you just saw? Uh, my wife, when we were dating, lived in Riverside, and I lived in Alhambra. So we would do a very long ride out there. And right before we got married, uh, we, were riding, we were driving from her house uh, kind of down this big hill that, uh, that we'd have to drive to go anywhere that was worth eating. And when you're going down a hill, you know, in California, you can kind of see the horizon. So you see all the lights and all that kind of stuff, nothing out of the normal. Uh, but there was one night, we're talking in something like, caught my eye, and so I'm watching it happen, and I'm not paying attention to the road at all because I'm just trying to wrap my mind around what is it that I'm seeing. There was a bright light in the sky, and I'm fighting not to think that this thing's a UFO or something. Um, more even than that, I, uh, it was Christmas time, so my first thought actually was, whoa, this is the most elaborate Christmas display I've ever seen. Like I'm picturing, are they now doing like hologram Santa Claus up in the sky? Like what am I seeing? Then my mind is thinking, is there danger here? Is there something that I'm seeing here that I, you know, this was back when North Korea was doing a lot of shooting off, you know, uh, missiles and things like that. So my immediate thought is, am I going to have to defend my soon-to-be fiancé here. Like, are we going to need to turn this car around and head out to the desert? What is this thing that I'm seeing? Is this an atomic bomb, like, going off in the sky? There was light. And um, honestly, I, sorry, even as I'm telling this story, I sound crazy, don't I? Like, this light was so weird. And this is the way it was as we're driving down the street. I'm explaining this. I'm going, telling Holly, I'm going, Holly, I don't know what it is. I think it's a bomb's going off. I think we need to just turn this car around. I'm not paying attention to anything. And in fact, I think most of these conversations, I'm at a dead stop, the middle of an intersection. So Holly is, she's not thinking about, you know, this light or whatever. She's thinking, are we going to just die in a car crash? Because he's not paying attention to anything. Well, she finally got, got, my, got, got me to my senses. And we pulled into a parking lot that was in the area. And um, I thought to myself, oh, I should like search the internet. 
see if anybody else is seeing what I'm seeing. And luckily, somebody posted on Twitter, thanks SpaceX for that amazing light show tonight. So I have a picture of what it looked like. So y'all don't think I'm a complete lunatic. Now, if you look this up, um, this was like, again, 2017. Uh, this, you know, this, this happens all the time now. They're shooting off these rockets and stuff. Has anybody seen one of these? Like just in the sky? It's crazy. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, exactly. And um, what's really, really crazy, you see there's this bright light coming from the front. And this thing, uh, I, again, I'm not a scientist. I don't know what was going on. But this thing glowed in the sky for a long time. So I kept going, babe, the cloud is glowing. What is going on? What are we seeing here? Uh, well, yeah, it was a SpaceX rocket launch. So pretty awesome to see. But it's amazing that in such a short period of time, this probably transpired over a period of like six or seven minutes, me going from, whoa, is this Santa Claus? To is a nuclear warhead going off? Is that really happening in my day? Or then finally, oh, we got to see a SpaceX launch. And it's amazing how each one of these has kind of its own behavior. So you see this amazing Santa Claus display and you think, man, let me pull over, maybe get a better view, right? If it's a nuclear warhead, complete panic. We need to tear off to the desert get some supplies and hunker down, you know, that kind of thing. Or, um, you know, scheduled rocket launch. We just went around, went about our business. Maybe I'll Google it later to see, you know, if there's something I should be looking into. But have you ever experienced something like that where it just, you saw something you just couldn't quite wrap your mind around? And when you got more information, all of a sudden you kind of knew a little bit more what you should do. Um, we started a series last week on prayer and I think a lot of times we launch out into prayer asking God for things. And uh, if we don't have the right perspective, then the things that we pray for and how we pray for and really how we relate to God uh, can be drastically affected. So we need to find out, is there a starting place where we can get some information on prayer? So last week, we started by looking at uh, Jesus' teaching in the book of Matthew on uh, prayer, and some things that he, he told his disciples, and really a crowd of people, but really he was focused on his disciples on what they could do to, to be able to pray and, um, and get their prayers answered. And if we're on, honest, prayer can be something that if you've, if you've really tried it, you know, not just like a Hail Mary prayer, like, oh, I really, you know, messed up things now, let me pray. But if you really set out to pray and develop a relationship with God through your prayer, it can be confusing and sometimes really difficult. And um, this week, we're going to be looking at this model prayer. So hopefully we have a little bit of a template and something that's going to help us out. Last week, we looked at two things that if we do, will derail our prayer. One is if we're praying to be seen by other people. This is pretty much everything that we do as we practice our religion. Uh, if we're doing it to see, be seen by other people, we're just going to get way off track. And it's not really going to be prayer. The second thing is uh, we get so tied up in the words that we're using and am I saying it right or do I need to say more words? Do I need to say it stronger or something like that? Thinking that we're going to be heard because of our words, that's another way that we can kind of get off track and get derailed. This week we're going to be getting started on just a template that God provided for us to, uh, to pray. And 
I don't know what's going through your head right now. I know for me, thinking about the work week, there's stress that I'm already starting to think a little bit about there. Uh, there's always stress at home in our marriage, raising kids. Um, there's decisions that we're all trying to figure out. I'm sure uh, each one of us, if we went around the room, would probably have something that's kind of weighing top of mind right now. And we really could use help. So um, as we speak or as we go through this today, I pray that, um, that each one of us would kind of think about that and, and I would challenge you to really take it to God um, and see what happens. Um, but when Jesus uh, gets us started in prayer, um, it's easy to go into it with the mindset of, this is what I need, God give it to me or else. <laughs> kind of hostage situation kind of prayer. But if we, if we can get the right perspective on who we're praying to, and what he expects from our prayer, then, um, then there's some pretty powerful things that come when we take this to God in prayer. So let's take a look at, uh, God's, uh, at Jesus' teaching here. And uh, you'll see it in your handout, but we'll have it up on the screen here. Uh, we'll start in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. You may have heard this before. Uh, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have forgiven those who've, uh, or we've forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So, um, we're not going to go through this whole thing today. We're going to take it in half, so uh, we'll keep this short and sweet. Uh, but I grew up in New Orleans. Um, New Orleans is a very Catholic city. So we said this prayer all the time. Did anybody else, has anybody else said this before? Yes, a couple times, okay. Um, in fact, I think about this all the time uh, because our wrestling team, we didn't do anything spiritual as part of the wrestling team, but this was one thing that we did. After we would do our warm up, we'd all clump up as a team and we would re repeat this. And it was kind of like, uh, it was less really words, it was more of a drone, like our father and And you would say it over and over. We said this all the time. But it's interesting, like, this is a prayer that, that Jesus teaches us as kind of a model and something that's supposed to engage us in prayer. But it's something that's been repeated over and over. Many of us have repeated it mindlessly, not really thinking about what it means. So today, I want us all to be on high alert and to really focus on the words of this prayer, because I think there's something that God's trying to highlight here that, that really will give us a bigger perspective you know, like I'm trying to figure out when I looked up in the sky and I saw this crazy spaceship, what is that? And what should I do about it? Well, if we don't look at prayer right, we're not going to know how to move forward with it. So, um, so that's the first thing to highlight. Uh, the next thing is uh, just a reminder that um, Jesus wasn't just teaching this just to, because he wanted to show everybody how wise he was. Jesus was teaching this because he genuinely wanted to help his disciples, and he was a prayer-er. Jesus was God, and he prayed. Let that sink in. That's unbelievable. If God himself, Jesus, while he was here on earth, needed prayer to do the amazing things that he did, then we really, 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 really need prayer. So um, it's with this in mind that we, we come to this, and, um, and we can learn a lot um, about how we can pray um, from what Jesus taught here. 
Um, so let's look at this. There's six specific requests that Jesus makes in this, um, in this prayer. And I think growing up, I thought, uh, you know, how I'd be, be thy name, your kingdom come, your will be done, was just kind of like, just kind of an address to God, like, hey, we're just getting this out of the way. You're great. I get it. Now let me get to all the stuff that I want to ask for. But it, it really is six distinct things that we're going to be praying to God. So this week, we're going to be looking at those first three. And you'll see there's a, there's a blank on your handout. I don't normally take a risk on a blank because I know there are people that if I don't get that blank, will not be very happy with me. So the blank is a question. What would happen if we started our prayers with God's priorities. So right out of the gate, looking at this prayer, it starts with the things that we pray that are really God's priorities. They should be our priorities, but we're human. They're God's priorities. So that's a challenge because if you're like me, the first thing, the first barrier I have when I pray is number one, just remembering, hey, this is a tool that I can use. Usually, if I'm honest, the, the, the tool comes out when things get really bad. Like I've messed it up so bad that I need God's help in prayer. The second thing is, well, if, if I do remember to pray, then there's a tendency that the only thing that I remember to pray for is whatever's top of my mind. What is the thing that I really want? What's the area where I'm really jammed, where I've got a real problem? Um, so when God comes to us and he tells us to get started by praying his priorities, that's a real challenge to me. I don't know if you've thought about that before. If, if this is what we're starting with and I know that I really have some things I need to get done, what am I supposed to do? Am I, am I supposed to just fake this just to appease him? Okay, let me get through this. Uh, you know, our father, uh, you know, hallowed be your name. Let me get this out of the way so that I can get to the real good stuff, the things that I really want to pray for. Um, there's a couple other verses that I really, really like regarding prayer, but they kind of have this same challenge to them. The first one is 1 John 5, 14 and 15. It says, uh, And this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Well, that's encouraging. He hears us if we ask anything according to his will. But then you kind of go, huh, what's his will? Is this like a bait and switch? Like, what is Jesus doing here? Um, here's another one, uh, John 14, 14, which is a really, really good one. If you ask for anything in my name, I will do it. Well, that's great. But I really have something that I would like. And now I've got to figure out, is it in God's name? Is this in Jesus' name? Is this really what God wants for my life? And if it's not, what do I do about that? Do I have to change something here? Or, am I, or maybe I can trick Jesus into thinking that, you know, oh, no, this really is your will. This is according to your name. This is what you want for my life. There's all these things that, I don't know, again, maybe I'm just being a little too honest this morning, but I read this and I feel like, you know, am I going to have to game God here? Is he trying to play games with me? Like, is he actually going to answer my prayers? Or is this like, um, I don't know, one of those situations where you're at the dinner table and your parents are like, you know, oh, you can have anything you want for dinner as long as it's vegetables, you know, that kind of thing. Like, is that really what Jesus is doing here? And um, if you get in the practice of prayer, I think these are things that bubble up that you really have to wrestle with God. And you know what? 
God is big enough and he loves us enough that he's willing for us to really wrestle with him. So there's a lot of issues that probably also bubble up as you're thinking about things you've prayed and not had answers to that we're, we're really not going to have time to go into all those today. And in fact, uh, Pastor Bruce has done several series. Uh, one is called Hope in the Dark, where he kind of confronts some of the harder things like, you know, I prayed for this family member and they passed away. What do we do with that? Or I prayed for this thing. I really wanted it and, and God didn't answer my prayer. What do I do about that? Well, those are all really valid, um, valid questions, and we just don't have time today. So, um, but I will say there are answers, and so these are things that, again, we do other series for, uh, and we'd love to talk to you about if you have any questions after the service about, um, you know, different things that you've prayed for. But he starts here with our Father in Heaven, and I think this is a good place to start when you're coming to God and going, why aren't you giving me what I want? Because uh, if we realize that we have this privilege of calling God Father, it just definitely changes the relationship in how we pray. Uh, when you decide you're going to take God seriously and you make him the boss of your life, you've turned that over. He's the Lord. He's in control. It changes the relationship. He's not slave and master. He's this loving Father who wants the best for you. And that does pose a challenge because, like any good father, he has a bigger perspective than we do on what's going on. He has a bigger perspective on what he's trying to achieve in your life. And like a good father, he disciplines us, which that's never fun. It's not something that we, you know, go into, uh, you know, the Christian life looking for. He also will put challenging situations in our life that are going to build our character, which again can be downright miserable, can be awful things. But God's doing it because he wants to build us and develop us, and he's a loving father. So as we come to pray, uh, we have to pray to God with the knowledge that we're coming to a good, loving father who knows us and what's good things for us, really better than what we could ask for ourselves. And this is really the only environment where this whole thing works, because if God is not good and I'm, he's just the guy that I have to game to get what I want, then I'm always going to start off with what I want first, because that's the only thing that makes any sense. We're not crazy people. Um, but if God really is a loving father, then starting with the things that are really important to him starts making a lot more sense. In fact, what's cool about it is the more that you learn about God through uh, figuring out, you know, what is he all about? Which, you know, obviously the Bible is a source for that. As we, as we do that, we find things that don't make any sense to us at first, but then we realize, oh man, that is a way better way of doing that. Or, man, God, you're, you're so much smarter than I thought. I thought you were like just a little smarter than me, but it turns out he's exponentially uh, smarter than us. But as we go through these things, um, we realize that uh, the things that God wants for us are good, perfect, and pleasing. That's what it says in Romans 12 too. And that's a really good verse uh, when you're feeling like, does God actually want anything that I would want or anything that would be worthwhile to me is to realize that the will of God, like what God wants for your life, is good, perfect, and pleasing. Um, so as we approach God as Father, uh, this God who loves us, um, we have to realize that it's good to start with what his priorities are because we were never meant to be the center of the universe. 
And this can be a real challenge when we come to God in prayer uh, because we always start at that place where we kind of are the center of the universe. So this might be just a, ra- uh, just a drastic shift in your mind that would take place by praying these things first is to realize that we are not in charge of the show. We are not the center of the universe. And there's actually something super refreshing that I've experienced as I pray for God's will to be done first is that you realize that not only am I not the center of the universe, it's actually a good thing when I'm not. That my life is actually better when I'm not. And it's really, really peculiar and weird that that would be the case because it doesn't feel that way at first. It seems like God should get on my page and figure out you know, what I want. So if we nail this down and we say, okay, Barry, I'll bite. Let's try this out. We're going to put God's priorities first in prayer. What would we actually pray? Well, Jesus lists out three things that we'll go through um, somewhat quickly. And uh, these are things that we each can pray. Now, I'll throw this out again. This wasn't something that Jesus was giving us to be the word-for-word template that we're to pray. This is just a guide for how we can pray. Because if you see, uh, so this is Matthew chapter 6. He shares this with his disciples. In in, uh, Luke chapter 11, which is a completely separate book, um, he taught the disciples as well. They saw him praying and they said, hey, Jesus, how do we pray like you? And he gives us a very similar thing. It's not the exact same words, but it's similar. And if you look at the praying life of Jesus, you don't ever see these word for words and the things that he personally prayed. So Jesus is, is giving us this as kind of like just a kind of a guide. So think of it that way. Don't think of it as, oh, now they got three more things I got to be praying for. Think more of this is a guide for the things that we can pray uh, to, to God. So the first thing it says, hallowed be your name. And Jewish, Jewish people would have seen this as uh, your name is kind of like your character. So when somebody says my name, Barry, it's not a common name, but it doesn't really mean anything to you until you get to know me and you go, oh, okay, I know what a Barry is. I know who that is. Like, I know what he's like. They would have known this. Well, Jesus, and um, when you're, you're praying to God, hallowed be your name, it's kind of the same thing. Like, God's name is his character. He wants his name to be hallowed. And we don't use that word very much, but it means to sanctify, make holy, or consider holy. And um, God doesn't need our help for his name to be holy. It is holy. It's just, it's a done deal. But what this is saying basically is that we, we need more people in this world to give God the glory that he really is due. And that's, again, a, a challenge. This might be something that you've, you've, you've come and you've sang songs before in church. Maybe uh, you've prayed and you've you know, asked God um, that he would get the worship he's due, but we don't often really think in these terms. God deserves all glory. And this is something I've wrestled with for a long time, but I will say it's like, think about this. He, he made us. Like without him, we don't exist. So just from the very beginning, you go, okay, he could, he could use a little more glory than he probably gets. Like, God deserves all glory. Not only has he created us, but he's created everything around us. He created Southern California, praise God. Um, He created the beach. He created the sunset. He created every good thing that we twist and use for our own ends. God created it all. So he deserves all this glory. And so this is, again, another big shift. If we start our prayer by saying, God, I want more glory 
for you in this world. I want me, I want you to spur me to, to give you more glory. I want you to, to lead my neighbors to give you more glory. I want us, this church that we're, we're building here, to give God more glory. As we do that, it, it just radically shifts our perspective. Your days look different when you start by saying, you know what, whatever happens today, God, I want you to be glorified. I want you to be made bigger. That's the opposite of what I normally wake up in the morning and think. The morning, usually I'm going, I've got such a busy day. I have got to figure out how to get myself more glory. I've got to do better at my job. I've got to be better with my family. i got my kids. They have to look really good because that's going to look good on me. I have to make more money. We have to figure out a better place to live, all this sorts of thing. It's always like, how do I get more glory? So first off, if we start praying, how, how God, get yourself more glory. God, be more glorified here on earth in my life and everywhere. That would completely change probably the way most of us pray. The second thing is it says, your kingdom come. And again, this kingdom, we don't, we don't usually talk in these terms, but there really is a literal heavenly kingdom going on right now. And again, people don't think about it enough. Usually when we talk about God sitting on his throne, it's like a nice kind of precious moments, hallmark kind of thing, like God's up there, we're down here, you know, that kind of thing. But it's, it's really happening. God is sitting on his throne and his kingdom's everywhere, even though right now we can't see it because he's up in heaven and we're here. It's kind of a weird spiritual thing going on. Um, but what we're praying when we pray that God's kingdom would come, we're praying that his reign would happen everywhere here on earth. And this is something that can be a challenge if you're new to walking with God or you're new to exploring Christianity. Um, you might look around this world and think, man, it's not very hope. It's pretty hopeless. Like there's not really a lot of God reigning going on. But in this church, we've seen God moving his kingdom forward. And the way that usually looks is people saying, you know what? I used to live this way and I couldn't figure out why God would say to live this way but I gave it a shot and now my life is completely different. That's like, that's people give, that kingdom just getting a little bit bigger. The way it's looked like for me is, God, I can't see why this would be true, but I'm gonna give up this thing. Even though I want it, I'm gonna give it up because you're going, your way is just better. And something that I thought about with this was, um, my wife and I got to go, uh, we did a layover in England a couple years back, and I saw this everywhere. We got this picture, this R-E, or E-R. And I, of course, I'm curious. I look it up, because it's everywhere. Like, literally, every, you know, little thing on the street, every gate, all those uh, cool little telephone booths you see, everywhere has this sign on it. And what it means is, it's Elizabeth Regina. So again, Elizabeth Regina, oh, Queen Elizabeth Regina, that's her middle name. No, I'm just kidding, it's not really. Regina is the reign of Elizabeth. So it's kind of a Latin thing. But imagine this if like literally we thought of, of God in these terms is that everyone who's decided to say, hey, we're going to make God the boss of our life. We're going to let him be the, vo we're voluntarily joining his kingdom where he's in control. He gets, the sh he gets to call the shots. This little stamp of like G-R- stamped on our chest or something like that. And it just kept spreading. Like people kept deciding to do this. This is really what it looks like for God's kingdom 
to, to spread. And a lot of times we don't see it because, again, we live in a fallen world where people make a decision to follow God and then they kind of step off or they do this. You know, we're all just trying to figure this thing out. But God's kingdom is moving and it's growing. And so, and sometimes people think, because, you know, we're still a new church. They're asking, like, well, how big do you guys want this church to be? It's not so much size that we really want, even though it would be nice, you know, bigger church, that sort of thing. We want more and more people committing for God to be reigning in their life. That's the size we really want. We want to see that spread here in Santa Clarita. We want to see it throughout the valley, L.A., California, the ends of the earth. We'd love to see that just keep moving and moving and moving. And this is a cool thing is that every single day we could take some time and we could pray that God would do that in our life and to the ends of the earth. So that's the second thing that he, he tells us we can pray. The, se- the third thing is, your will be done, and he concludes with, on earth as it is in heaven. Now, God's will is done. And again, this is one of those, another one of those crazy things to wrap your mind around. Even in a fallen world where it seems like there's a lot of bad stuff going on and God's out of control, he actually is doing, accomplishing exactly what he wants in this world. Um, there's a lot in scripture that talks about this, and sometimes it feels like you have to like twist your mind or something to believe that. But I've seen it. God is accomplishing what he's trying to do here on earth, and the fact that we're still standing here, he hasn't just come back and smashed it all, is evidence that he's letting this thing continue on so more and more people can choose to go his way. It really is his grace that we're even still here. Um, But God's will is going to be done. And so if that's the case, and we pray this prayer, there's really only two more questions that we should ask. One is, well, what is God's will? The Bible is filled with a description of his will. And a lot of times we could pray and just wonder, what does God have for my future? And we twist our minds so deeply thinking about what is the will of God? I just, if I could just figure out the will of God, and that is a good question to be asking, but 90% of what the will of God is is right there in the scripture, and a lot of times we just kind of ignore it. We move about our day because we're looking for that mystical like, experience where God just tells us some big thing that we're supposed to do. The truth is there's lots of little things that God's will, uh, that God explains in the scripture that he wants us to do, uh, that, you know, we need, to be a, we need to be about. And again, Romans 12, 2 says that God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. And if we believe that, then we really need to figure out how to get on his page and do it, which is the real challenge here. So part of this prayer is going to be, God, help me to get on your page to do your will. Before anybody else does it, Let's, get, let's figure this out for me as well. Um, but then, God, I pray that your will would get, get going all over this world. Um, so we, how do we do this? There's three, uh, three different prayers that I put in your handout if you want to take a look at. You don't have to pray these exactly. In fact, I would challenge you to look at these and say, well, how would I say that? Or what do, what do I see are the implications here? How, how would I pray this? But the first one you might pray to pray, um, how would be your name, would be, God, get the glory you're due in my life and in our world. That might be how you pray it. It could be something really specific, like you see an area where you say, God, I would love you 
to get glory during the springtime because it's very clear that you've created all this and it's, it's beauty. I pray that more people would praise you because of your creation. Or I pray that you get more glory through our church as we work together, the way we treat each other. I pray you would get glory for that, God. It doesn't have to be exactly like this. It could be however you'd like to pray it. The second thing would be, you know, God, have your kingdom grow as I obey your word and others choose to make you Lord. It's a very simple way that you can pray um, for his kingdom to come. A third thing, a way that you can pray his will be done is God, accomplish what you want on this earth the way it is in heaven. You know, God is perfectly control in heaven. We pray that that would be the same thing here on earth. So look over these. Think about that. How would you say this? This is kind of my words, but how would you pray this? If you were going to start today and take some time to pray uh, to our Father here on Father's Day, if you wanted to do that, how would you pray it? It takes some time to to think that through and um, try to figure out how that would work. But um, I'll kind of close with this. Last week I shared that uh, the reason I started studying this was because I had realized in my own prayer life there was something deeply missing. And, uh, you know, life was getting more complicated. There's a lot of things that I would like to see done. And I found myself taking things to God and getting just really, really frustrated that he wasn't giving me what I wanted. So it's interesting. I think God directed me to this passage, which is something that I've heard lots and lots and lots of times, is because this is a challenge to completely change the way we pray. Not just to start our prayer by saying, God, you're the man. Now let me get to all the things I want. But to really pray, take a step back and say, God, before I get started on my laundry list of things, what's really going on? And I, I showed this image at the beginning. I'll, uh, if you could put it back up on there. When I looked up at the sky at this thing, I, just, I really did not know what I was seeing. And because I didn't know what I was seeing, I didn't know how how to move forward or how to react. And I think one of the challenges as we pray is that when we can't see clearly what God's doing or what he's trying to accomplish, we really don't know how to move forward in prayer. And so the reaction that we could have, again, like I had was, God, you're not giving me what I want. What's, what's the deal? Get on my page, figure this out. Like you're powerful, you should be able to do what I want. Rather than saying, hold on, if you're not giving me what I want, and you're real, and you're powerful, and you know all things, why? Why wouldn't you? And again, God's big enough. He can take it when we say, hey, I, I don't get why you're doing this. You should, you know, you should be able to do it. Um, but as I started praying these things, I've noticed that, that my prayers really have changed. Um, one is that I'm not the center of the universe. That's a great place to start our prayers as we, as we try to figure this out, is I'm not the, I'm not the center of the universe. It really humbles me uh, to be able to, to, to pray more and, um, and, really, and really take things to God. Uh, this has changed what I pray for, pray for. And honestly, if you pray, your will be done, it's like a blowtorch to most of the things that we pray for. Because as I'm really getting, getting really, really frustrated over some selfish prayer that I have, um, I just, I, it's, it's easier to see clearly that what I'm praying for is not in his will and it's not what he wants. Um, 
it's changed when the, the way that I feel when I pray, that I'm not getting hurt because God's not giving me what I want. It, it's opened me up to be able to really relate to God in the right way, that God is my Father and He wants good things for me, and I need to take it to Him still. Uh, it's changed how I see problems because I don't freak out thinking that I'm just going to get absolutely crushed by everything that's going on in my life because I've seen this over and over when I feel like I'm going to be crushed. I take it to God, and there's some sort of just complete protection. There's this, this rescue that takes place over and over and over, and it builds my confidence. And it really has sparked a hunger in me to see God do more through my prayers, not just the things that I want to see for my life, but the things I want to see for Santa Carita, the things that I want to see for our world. And it's kind of lifted my eyes to much, much bigger things that I pray for now. And again, I am still figuring this out. I still have to wrestle with God. Uh, but I think that's the thing I would encourage all of us is that we could wrestle with this together. I mean, that's really why we started this church is because we want to see God's kingdom expand. And we want to be a community where we honestly, from where we are, can go further in our relating to God. And if we can do this as a community, there's a lot of things that'll happen that just are not happening right now. Um, there'll be more people that'll be opening their eyes to what God wants to do in their life and that he's actually a viable option for, uh, for living life. Um, we'll see people rescued from darkness to living lives that, that reflect the light of what God wants to do in our lives. I think we'll see a lot of relationships healed. We'll see a lot of tough problems healed. Um, I think we'll all get closer to God as we do these kind of things. So if you wanted to start this this week, what are some things that you could do? These are three things that uh, we have in your handout that you could actually do this week. Uh, the first one is one time this week, we're just going to say one time, start your prayer with God's priorities. Really pray uh, for God's things to get done. And uh, you could use that prayer guide as kind of a, a, a help with that. The second thing would be to take some time to think about how would you pray these things? Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. What does that look, for you, look, look like for you personally? Think about that. The third thing, uh, and again, this might be a great one for Father's Day, is to take some time to get to know your Heavenly Father by spending time reading the Bible. So as we read the Bible for ourselves, you don't just figure out what you think about God, but you actually see what the Bible actually says about God, and, um, and that might change the way you think about Him. Um, but we have to know. We have to know our Father for ourselves. So I hope this is helpful for you this week. This is the beginning. Next week, we're going to be getting into the things that we really ask for ourselves, uh, but we can't stop just asking for the things that we really want. Uh, there's two other things that, that Jesus wants for us that we actually should want for ourselves. So be back next week. We'll, um, we'll go through those together. So let's, uh, would you join me in a word of prayer as we close out? Um, God, you are our Father. You're good. You're powerful. You're loving. Um, you want good things for us that, that we don't even want for ourselves. And um, God, I thank you that... Uh, that you've been working in my life. I pray that you'll be working in all of our lives as we choose to pray. You deserve all the glory in this world. And God, we want to see your kingdom just continually grow. And we want to see your will done, that, um, that lives would be changed 
uh, starting with us. And um, God, we just pray all these things in your name. Amen.